is my motto. Your health is the core of your life. Invest in it every single day with small actions. Welcome to Consciously Alive, a weekly podcast about how to live outside the rules, go against the norm, and consciously create a life that lights you up and makes you come alive. I'm your host, Phoebe Greenacre. I'm a spiritual business coach, somatic therapist, and founder of The Self-Care Space. I'm equal parts business and equal parts wellness, and I'm here to tell you anything is possible. Let's dive in. Happy New Year, guys. Welcome back to the show. It's January. I'm very excited to kick off this year with loads more podcast episodes. It's going to be one of my big focuses to give you more advice, more tips, more implementable and easy action items um, to make you feel more consciously alive through your body, through your mind, through business. Um, And I'm just super excited to be back. So I'm saying this after a good night's sleep and a couple of coffees. So let's see how this year rolls. I've learned one thing in this last year or this last nine months, my baby's nine months now, that I just have to surrender to the moment. And that may mean that I'm not as consistent with things because sometimes babies don't sleep and that means that I don't sleep and that means things have to Uh, change and evolve. So I'm here to roll with it, Uh, but I'm just sharing with you my intention for this year. And I hope you are excited to get some more episodes, some shorter episodes, um, things that are easily to digest. And of course, we're still going to have the uh, wonderful, inspiring women via the interviews through this account. So one thing I wanted to share with you was my word for this year. And I'm not sure if you've seen people online sharing what their word is. Last year, my word was presence. So just being in the present moment. And I feel like I was good at doing that. And every time I wanted to do loads of things at once, I had to remember that I want to be in the present moment. And that meant putting my phone down when I'm with my baby. That meant if I'm catching up with my friend, putting my phone away. Mostly the phone is the problem. So this year, my word is refine. It was also going to be rebirth, but I feel like I've gone through my own rebirth through my birth. And so I'm really just refining what it is that I'm creating in this next chapter of my life, in motherhood, in businesshood, in lifehood, in the freedomhood. Um, And so I invite you to pick a word if you haven't already for this year. And picking a word and then really just letting it go isn't really going to have an effect on how you make decisions, but picking a word and sending your intention for everything you do around this word, that's when it's going to have an impact. So one of my words before was expand. And that year I expanded my online offering. I expanded with a podcast. I expanded with loads of things. So everything that I was doing that year was revolving around expanding. 
So I'm just going to leave that with you. Take it or leave it. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it is. Maybe you want to brainstorm some words for your year. Okay, now let's get into today's show. I'm super excited to introduce you to Isa Welly. She is a registered nutritionist, a Pilates, a coach, a mother. She lives in London. I am very excited to share with you her expertise, her journey from being a professional dancer, from growing up in Africa, um, and and creating a online wellness business, as well as being a mom and finding her identity. Let's dive in for all the juicy goodness. I hope you're going to enjoy. I loved recording this. So welcome to the show. So let's dive in. How are you, Welly? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I have a little bit of a cough, so my voice is a little bit rusty, but I hope sexy. So (laughs) everybody bear with me. (laughs) I love it. I love a bit of sexy voice in the morning. Um, For everyone tuning in at home, where are you based? Where are you tuning in from? I'm in London. I'm in London town in Europe, you guys. Whereabouts? Uh, I spent seven years in London, so I am... Yeah, you did. I'm in South East London, Crystal Palace, Sydney area. Yeah, that's where I am. Lovely, lovely. And have you, were you born there? No, I'm born and raised in Togo in West Africa. Um, and then I lived in Paris as well for a few years. I mean, a few years, a good, a solid 20 years. <laughs> no, 20 years. I can't even remember. No, less than 20 years. And then I moved to London 20 years ago. So people are going to think, is she 60 or something? <laughs> no, but yeah, I lived in Paris for about 10, 15 years and, I, and then I moved to London. And where do you feel, what's home? Where is home now? Such a good question. I think it's really, really hard because obviously I'm born and raised in Togo. I'm, you know, Togolese. Um, I'm also French by adoption. Uh, as I lived there from age 10 to about 20 so I have, I feel like some of key moments of my life have been in London, I've been in Paris, and I'm born and raised in Togo. So I feel like all these three places are my home. But ultimately, I'm Togolese, you know, I'm an African girl in my heart. Yeah, I love that. Um, let's go back to the beginning, because I love to know in the story behind maybe what someone sees in the Instagram squares online. Uh, so for people at home, they may know you as um, or be introduced to you through this podcast as a Pilates teacher, as a nutritional therapist, as a mom of two, as a, a, a an online an entrepreneur. Um, where did your journey start? What did you What did you want to be when you grew up? Did you know? When I was, no, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I was raised in a very traditional African family where you're going to be a lawyer and that's that, or an engineer and, and that's about it. Um, and I deviated for that, from that a little bit because I was really into marketing, chatty, fashion, like, you know, in high school. And I always thought, you know, I'm probably going to work in an office, be a marketing girl that wears really cute outfits, really on it and do marketing stuff. And then when I got to it, I was like, I'm definitely not working in an office. Um, 
through that, eventually in my teens, I fell in love with dancing, basically. I fell in love with dancing, I think through Michael Jackson first. I know it's very cliche, but he's, he's a king in many of our dancers' hearts. Um, and, um, I became a professional dancer, actually, <laughs> believe it or not. Became a professional dancer for years. Um, I loved it. And even now, up till today, when people ask me what I do, my very first answer is I'm a dancer. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm not a dancer anymore. I don't dance. I haven't danced professionally for 10 years, but, um, I'm a dancer at heart. That's what I do. I think that's always been my first love. Uh, so I did that for a few years here in London and I've worked with so many incredible artists. I was mainly touring. I toured a lot with Kylie, which is, I guess you're Australian, right? She's Australian. Um, I was with Kylie Minogue for quite a few years. I did take that for a few years as well. Um, Shaka Khan on tour. I've done loads of tours and I also did a lot of TV work, loads of TV work, you know, TV shows at X Factor and all these things like that. Um, so that was me for a good 12 years in London. And towards the end of my career, um, even halfway through, I start realizing that I, I knew I wasn't looking after myself, but I didn't know how to. I was tired and things just got worse with the years. Um, from 2012 to 2015, my health just went really bad. Like nothing serious, quote unquote, in terms of like a doctor wouldn't diagnose me with a disease, but I had all sorts of symptoms from acne, bloating, low mood, like so much, so much was happening. And even a couple of times I couldn't work because I was so tired. And I thought, I remember thinking, being so embarrassed, thinking, oh my God, like I'm young. I shouldn't be so tired. What was going on? But I was having burnt out. I was burnt out and I didn't know what that meant. Um, and very slowly I started looking after myself, caring a little bit more about myself. And I fell in love with that process of rebuilding my health, rebuilding my physical, my mental health, uh, building a spiritual practice. And all of this, I'm telling you this in like one minute, but this took years, obviously. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a journey. And eventually I, I just fell in love with the process and I thought, wow, Number one, I started doing Pilates actually because I hurt myself on tour. And I remember my tour manager was like, you need to strengthen your body in this way. And then I was like, oh my God, this is great. I need to learn this, you know, and I'm very much like that. I find something, I'm like, I need to learn it. Whether I share it with other people after or not, I need to learn it. And same goes with nutrition. I thought, isn't it so powerful that I've seen so many doctors for all the things I have and they told me that you're fine. And they gave me all these antibiotics. It never worked. And I changed my diet and I feel like a new person. And I was like, I, I need to look into this. I want to look into this. I want to study it. So off I went and studied it. <laughs> and, you know, further down the line, long story cut short, before I knew I was a Pilates teacher, I was a nutritional therapist, I was coaching people and, and I love it. I just, I love it. And through that, obviously my business evolved a lot, but that sort of, that was kind of my journey into health. You know, it was very, it was very organic, as I like to say. I didn't get up and thought, I'm going to be a nutritional therapist. As a fact, I hated that kind of BS. I was like, what, eating veg? What the hell? Who does that? You know, I lived on like 
What did I live on? I lived on club sandwiches, tequila shots, late nights, shows, 10 hours rehearsals, a couple of smoothies here and there, shitloads of Harry Bows, bring it on rock and roll. There was not, there was not a color of a broccoli in my life, you know? I, but I guess as a dancer, you probably didn't, you were in shape because you were training so much and you looked probably healthy from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, yeah, I definitely, I, I think, I mean, looking back, I don't even think I looked that healthy, but yeah, I looked toned and thin, which a lot of people think, oh my God, your body's amazing. You're thin, you're out there doing the most with the celebs, living the high life. Everything is perfect. My inside was probably crumbling. It was falling apart, you know? Um, yeah, it's just when I look back, but it's, it's a time of my life that is the catalyst for so many things and I cherish it and I would do it all over again because I learned so much. And because of that journey, I'm here, you know? I mean, I'll probably have a bit less Harry Bows, a bit less sugar. Uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a time of my life that I really cherish because it brought me here and I've learned so much in the process and it's just invaluable, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think we've all gone through, or I definitely did go through those periods where you, you're young, you're tw- in your 20s, you think you're invincible, you think you can eat a block of chocolate and a bag of, well, we don't, uh, Harry Bows and chips and pizzas and champagne and go out all weekend and not sleep and think that it's not going to catch up with you. Yeah. And it's like 10 years after I said, excuse me, how are you there? I think that happened to me when I was about 30. I actually moved to London at 30 and be like, okay, I need to get away from Sydney, away from the party scene, away from, I was working in marketing, wearing cute outfits. I was like, I'm done. This is not what it's cracked up to be. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, Amazing. So for people listening at home, because I always love to bring it back um, back to what we can give to them. How how can someone that's listening at home actually recognize that they may be in a period of burnout or if they may be in a period where they may need to look at what they're eating or what they're putting into their bodies? I think it's being starting by being honest with you, you know, like how do you feel after you eat? How do you feel on a day to day? And also not accepting that because I remember back in the day for me, it was like, oh, everybody's tired. It's normal to be tired. I work so much, you know, like everybody's always tired. Um, I have a bad skin because like most people have a bad skin. And it's like, no, you're not born to be always tired and have a bad skin or have recurrent acne. Or I, I used to have a lot of problem with like recurrent thrush and things like that. And bloating, like, you know, all of that is not normal, even if a lot of people have it. You're born, it's your birthright to to feel and look shit hot. That's it. So if you don't feel, you get up and you're constantly tired throughout the day, whatever you eat, you're like, oh my God, I'm bloating. And also you feel like you're dragging yourself through life. Then you got to sit down with yourself and think, what's going on with me? What do I need to switch? And most of the time, we know where the problem is. It's just we don't know how to change it. And that's where us professionals, practitioners, we come in. But most of the time we know, do you know what? I feel like my diet isn't great. We we do get little hints, you know. I feel like my diet isn't great. I feel like I'm drinking a bit much, too much. Or I feel like I could do better with my sleeping routine and things like that. 
and up to you to decide to do something about it or not. But most of the time we know how we feel. So it's always tuning in. So even if you feel like, I don't actually know what, how I feel, slow it down, slow it down, take a night off, be at home, sit down with yourself, do something that's a little bit more quieter, read a book, watch a movie. These quieter moments, cook a meal will allow you to let your thoughts run and feel into your body like, oh, actually, I have been feeling something. And now that I'm slowing down, it's all coming. You know, I always say that we have all the answers. You know, you know, but you've got to give it the space. You've got to give it space, you know, to come up. I'm 100%. I'm all about pressing pause as often as we can because we do have all the answers inside. But we spend so much of our lives running running from the truth, running from how we feel honestly, running for, running to commute to the job, running to the gym after the work, running to meet your friends. Like, feel like we spend so much time running and we actually get off the treadmill or pause. We're like, a lot of people don't like what they find. They're like, shit, I don't like this. I don't like feeling like this. I want to keep running because I don't want to, I haven't felt for a very long time. Yeah. And I definitely did that as well. Like, you know, as a professional dancer, I was very much like, go, 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 next job, next job, next job. I also happen to be a, a manifesto generator and Enneagram type eight. So I'm like, go next, let's go. There's never time. Busy, 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 busy. Do more, change it up, be busy. It's like, whoa, girl, like slow it down. And then you realize, fuck, there's a lot of shit I need to deal with. A lot of crap I need to deal with. I'm a manifesting generator as well, so I get it. You are! <laughs> yes. I love spinning all the plates, doing all the things, like all of it. Love it. Um, how do you find space for yourself? Um, what, do, what does it look like for you to slow down? You've got two kids. One. One, one. Fiance, um, multiple arms of your business. How do you find time? What does it look like for you? Yeah, I have to be completely honest. I've not been the best at this. Um, but I something I decided recently, because recently I've been working on Saturdays as well, because I only work three days a week when my daughter is in nursery. And then I have her two days in the week. So we have our days together, but I'm flipping it. I'm going to, I feel like becoming a mom I have to slow down. The moment I'm with her, I have to slow down because I'm just with her and that's it. But I also have to make choices like to find a balance, put her one day more in the nursery, drop the guilt and have the whole weekend to my family. You know, I have to make these choices because if not, it's just like, it's the same thing I was doing before. It's like work in the week, have her for two days, but super angsty. So have to work late on the days where I'm working, then try to work on Saturdays as well. So I'm really trying to, I guess, structure myself a little bit better so that when a day is clear, it's completely clear. And for me, who's always worked, I've always worked, I've even have a dancer, like I've always worked even at weekends, like what's a weekend anyway, you know, uh, something like trying to clear a Saturday and Sunday of any work is for me a big thing. I know for someone listening, they might think, oh, really? 
But for me, it's a big thing, you know, and then also in the evenings, try to have a couple of evenings in the week where it's clear and I force myself to do either like a yoga class online or just watch a movie. And something like watching a movie is not something I even do. I find it like time consuming. I'm like, who does that? It's so bad. I'm so bad at certain things. But um, yeah, I have to put myself tasks like that, you know. And, and I think it's also knowing yourself. Like for some people, it's going to be really easy. Like my partner, he takes rest. I mean, he's Italian. So, you know, he's a true Italian. So for him, a rest is rest. Rest is rest. You chill. Yeah, you chill. Every day after work, he'll lay in the sofa and relax. I'm like, what can we do? What's there to do? Can we sort this out? Can we plan the holidays? Is this to do? Let me, and it's like, calm the hell down. So for someone like me, I have to, I have to schedule it in. Tuesdays are for you to freaking relax in the sofa. Do you know what I mean? And that way I do it. I respond well to that, to structure. you're struggling to create those pauses in your life no matter what it is that you've got going on I created my online healing library called the self-care space which helps people slow down it helps people tune in it helps people re-remember how to connect with their bodies through a variety of different healing classes and rituals, including my signature yin therapy class, meditations, sound healing, breath work. These are all modalities which have helped me reconnect with my magic, reconnect with my soul, my body, and just help me soothe my nervous system, find my inner peace when life gets so busy. If you want to check it out online, head to the website, theselfcarespace.co, and you can start with a seven-day free trial to see if this membership is for you. Let's get back to the show. How has your approach to living, life, nutrition, all of it, as you've navigated the, 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 this journey into motherhood, what, how was that journey for you? And what did, what did that look like? Um, being, I think the new thing for me is being kind with myself, accepting that I'm on a new season of my life and that I cannot do all the things I used to do and that it's okay to just get the basics done. Three meals a day, balanced meals, we're good drink water, you're good. Now she's 16 months, so it's a little bit easier. But the first eight months, it was like, what exactly is happening? (laughs) Like, it's just, it's such a shock. And I say that it was such a shock to my system to become a mom um, because all of a sudden, no more structure. You can't have a structure with a little baby. You cannot have a structure with a baby. And someone like me who's so controlling, responds well to structure, has to have everything planned to the T, written in the freaking diary. It was like someone slapped me back and forward and I was like, wow. So for me right now is not about, you know, doing all the things I used to do, prep so many meals, my fridge super tidy, the most a long morning routine, luxuriate, like, oh, I miss it all. But accepting that, you know what, I'm a mom now. I can still be and 
live my healthy lifestyle with doing what matters. Eat the right meals, drink the water, be present, and everything else is a bonus. And that's not forever. That's until she grows and she's a little bit more independent and I get more time for myself. But I had to, yeah, there was a bit of a, an insight fight and resentment, if I'm completely honest, this first eight months of being a mom on, and it's just not, not only in my health, but also in my business, you know, all the things I was able to do, I used to spend way more time online and doing way more things. And it's all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, am I behind? Oh my God, like I'm behind. Like I was supposed to do this this year. And it's like, okay, calm the heck down. You are mom. This is a new season of your life. Embrace it. You wanted this. You have it. Love it. And it's really helped me shift. And all of a sudden things are happening without even me being forcey or having that resentful energy because my energy shifted from more gratitude, uh, surrendering and accepting being in the moment and letting the universe ride the show for me rather than controlling Sally here, like <laughs> freaky Sally. <laughs> I have a nine, nine month old baby girl. So I feel you. I'm in the, the thick of the not sleeping and teething and all the things. So I feel you. Um, what's a piece of advice that you can give to new mums out there that are struggling from where you are now and what you know? Hmm. Um, number one, everything is a phase. I've cried so many times over little things that just went by after two weeks. I was like, oh, that was it. <laughs> everything is a phase. There's no forever with these babies. You know, we had it all we had the, I don't want to eat this. I don't want to eat. Um, my, my girl was breastfed until 15 months. So she was very much like the boob or nothing, like literally nothing. Like I cried. I was like, my daughter is not eating. I've got a problem. We have a problem. <laughs> now she eats. She doesn't eat all the things, but she eats. Um, sleep. Oh God, sleep. <laughs> Oh, I'm laughing because I'm just looking back at those moments where I didn't sleep for days on end. And sometimes it happens again, you know. Um, but again, it goes by. It stops. It's again, not forever. Um, be patient, be kind with yourself. People told me whenever you can sleep, sleep. I never did. I never did. I never did because I'm the girl that I am. I was like, sleep. This is the moment to be productive. I want to get something done. And that's okay because those moments were the time for me to be with myself, whether I was scrolling mindlessly or going through a magazine or reconnecting with myself or being online or working. I was like, don't beat yourself up for it. Do what the heck you want on that moment. It's your time. You know, everybody said, you have to sleep, you have to rest. And I felt bad for not wanting to do it or for my body not even doing it. At the end of the day, those moments were just my moment to do whatever the heck I wanted. So I'm like, embrace it, just do what you want. But I would say, look after yourself because you're giving so much. You are giving so much as a new mom, whether you're bottle feeding, breastfeeding, whatever feeding, you are giving so much, you know, your energy, spiritually, physically, it's such a sacred time of our life, um, of our lives. Um, embrace it, embrace it, be in the moment, cry the days you want to cry. God, how many times I cried, laugh, 
and take those wins because some days are amazing and it's a win. Enjoy it. Don't start thinking, oh, well, but tomorrow is not going to be the same. Embrace it today. It was perfect. Be happy about it, you know. Uh, but please look after yourself any way you can, whether it's the meals, the water, the walk, the friends, um, the mom friends, whatever it is. Um, yeah, look after yourself. What is something that you wish you did, but you didn't, if you were to reverse? I know like it's it's, it's good to live with, without regrets, but maybe you know something now and you wish you did more of or less of, or maybe you just exactly how it was. I I think I think I wish I worried a bit less. You know, I worried about a lot of things, but at the same time, I think it's normal as a new mom. Um, I think I I guess I worried a bit less and trust the process. Uh, that she's a human. At the end of the day, it's in it. Something or in it in her. You know, I see her now. If she's got mucus, the things she does. To save herself, she's a human like you and I. Um, so I wish I worried a little bit less and just was a bit more in the moment and trusted the process that all will be fine. She will eat. She will do this. She, it, it will be okay, you know. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. I think easy to say, uh, harder to Im- implement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, but it's a journey. We learn so much about ourselves, but... I think, yeah, worrying does take energy and joy away at times. Are you yearning to build your own online business in the wellness space like Welly and myself? I have created a 90-day business accelerator program to help holistic practitioners that's yoga teachers, Pilates teachers, wellness instructors, PTs, nutritionists, you name it, therapists. I help these people build online businesses so that you can have the flexibility and the freedom of living anywhere in the world, mixing motherhood with business and really working on creating a business out of your passion in the wellness field. This is a blueprint for creating your own online business with all the tech that you need to use, all of the strategies, uh, how to make it feel easy and authentic to sell online and to create a business that you love and that helps you come alive every single day. Say goodbye to the nine to five if that is not for you and open up a new can of possibilities for you. I'm enrolling now for this month's intake. We start at the end of the month in January 2024. All of the details are in the show notes. Click the link below or send me a DM on Instagram at Phoebe Greenacre to have a chat. Send me a voice note. Say hi. I'm just a human being over here and I love helping women create their own freedom lifestyle through these online businesses. Let's get back to the episode. Let's get into the nutrition stuff because I feel like let's say someone just goes online and scrolls and you follow lots of healthy accounts and every day there's a new thing like don't eat meat, eat meat, eat more vegetables, don't eat vegetables, eat raw milk, don't eat the raw milk. How do you as a professional stay in your lane or stay 
a, 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 like a, across all of the myths, all the trends, all the um, the new things that come out? And how can someone that's watching online be less overwhelmed? Um, I think it's really about sticking to the basics. Like I've seen and I see the trends come and go by, including keto, like all the things that people try. And I just think what makes it hard for people is not knowing themselves. That's where the confusion comes in, right? When you don't know what feels right for you, that's when you fall into the, oh my gosh, should I do this? Should I do that? When you eat and whatever you eat makes you feel good, you stick to that. And that's about it. It's really not that hard. That's always what I say. And that's how I live. I don't do any diet. I don't, besides sugar, uh, I don't do added sugar. I keep processed sugar to a very minimum because of my history with my gut health and how much sugar I had, but also because of what it causes, you know, in terms of disease and how it makes me feel. Besides that, I eat a bit of everything. I'm a nutritional therapist. People say, oh my God, I'm, I'm having meat. I'm like, well, have the meat. Have a good quality meat. Don't have it every day for every meal. You know, I don't believe in restriction unless you have something specific going on. If you're struggling with hormonal imbalance and adrenal fatigue and you're there tanking coffee every day, I'm like, girl, no, you can't do that, right? But if you don't have anything and you're having your one cup of coffee a day, cool. You know, so it's really a case by case. It's knowing what you have, what you're working with and sticking to that. You find what works for you, you stick to it. Block the noise. Most of trends that come in and go, nobody sticks to them anyway. Nobody does. Milk, raw milk. I, I can't even, I can't, I don't even know what's on at the moment. Do you know what I mean? And it's true that certain practitioners have their thing. They're very extreme. But as a practitioner, as a trained and registered nutritional therapist, it's my job to deliver the information to people, not to deliver what works for me. Do you know what I mean? Not to be like, I don't eat this and that and it's the best way. No, it's not. Not everybody's like me, right? What we want to have is eat. We're also different. We want to eat a balanced, healthy, ideally three meals a day that have a bit of healthy fats, some protein, a bit of complex carbs, fiber, shitloads of fiber, because that's important for your bowel, to balance your hormones, to detoxify your body, that is it, you guys. And drink two liters of water a day. That is pretty much it. That's it. Really, that really is it, you know. Then comes in the added layer. You want to be fancy. You want to do matcha in the morning or you like powder. And trust me, I'm the queen of that. If I open my pantry, you'll freak the hell out. But I don't necessarily show all of that to everybody because that's my thing. That I want to add that. You know, if I add it, I say, it's not a must for you to be healthy, to have this powder, this thing that costs a fortune. You want to do it, great. But the basics are for you to eat balanced and healthy meals every day. Vegetables are powerful. They've got loads of nutrient. Eat a lot of it. That is it. You know, that's it. You make it sound so simple. Yet why do we go, why are we going so wrong? Why is there so much disease, so much obesity, so much rise in uh, 
a lot of morbidities in the UK and Australia, everywhere. Why are we all getting so fat and so sick? Because I think, you know, we are, we opt for easy solutions a lot because we're busy. We don't want to do the work. Um, we don't want to cook our own meals and we want to buy fast food. And most of the meals we buy have added sugar, added things that are not good for us. It, again, it's that easy. If you look closely to the times where you may have felt not great or um, perhaps your body weight wasn't your balanced, regular, healthy weight, you'll see patterns of eating out too much, buying a lot of processed food, maybe drinking too much alcohol, and therefore losing your body resilience, right? Losing strength in your body and being more prone to have disease. And, and that's how we start, really. When you look at it, and I was listening to a really interesting podcast last time with Rangan Chatterjee, and I can't remember the name of the guest, but he was making the difference between processed food and ultra-processed food, which is where we're going now, right? Where you'll buy something. Even I remember when I started um, really looking into my health, when I used to be a Pilates teacher and do more of that in studios in London, I would go in a supermarket and I'm not going to name the supermarket because they could come and sue me. But I'll go in the supermarket, a good one, huh? not like a good, a good British supermarket. And I'll buy like chicken breast and I might buy a salad. I might buy a piece of bread and quickly put it together. First ingredient, sugar. I was like, how on earth, why do you need to put sugar in my freaking roasted cooked chicken breast? Why? Why? Why are you feeling this addiction in me? You know, as a human, it is so easy to get addicted to sugar. It's so easy. I'm running a challenge right now um, in my community uh, called Reset and Energize. And on day four or five, it was, I wanted them to look at the sugar intake. Insane. People don't even realize it's in, it's everywhere. And it's so easy to get sucked into it. Oh my God, I get sucked into it so easily. And I'm a professional. I never blame my clients for that. I never see my clients say, you ate the sugar, you're a bad person. I'm like, no, but listen, they're at that to trick us. So you have to be really careful. You know, you might think, okay, I'm not doing the added sugar, but you bought a sauce because again, you're in the rush. You're like, I don't have time to cook my pasta, my pasta sauce. Let me just buy the sauce. Sugar, you know, it's so easy in ingredients you have no idea so i think that's the thing we have to make an extra effort to be really conscious and put more time into prepping those three meals a day yes having three balanced meals a day is easy but you still have to put effort into prepping those meals and that's where people struggle is the time and the prep do you know what I mean? It's the time and the prep. I see it in my community. It's like, oh, I didn't get the time. So I just grabbed a bar. I'm like, a bar is not a meal. It's a healthy bar. I don't care. It's not a meal. It's a healthy bar. It's got loads of sugar. It's not a meal. Even if it's healthy sugar, dates, it's going to want you to want more after that. Oat latte, not a meal. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's the time. Three meals a day, balanced meal, easy. Two liters of water, easy. It's the time to get those prepped, right? 
And that also comes with practice. I find it super easy now because I'm on like, I know I have recipes and things like that, but you do have to put a month or a couple of months into building those habits and sticking to it, find your flow. And then it becomes easy. But that's where most people are like, Oh, I want someone to come and cook for me in my kitchen now. <laughs> how, how do you find, or what do you see the most kind of uh, similar kind of problem that someone comes to you? They're like, Oh, I'm eating this, this, and this. I can't lose weight. I have bad skin. I have gut issues. Where do you think the, where, where's the hidden unhealthy things that people are like, oh, it's healthy. I'm having oat latte and I'm having this. Like, what are the things that you see again and again? You're like, this, this, and this, let's cut it out. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing that I see is either, is the breakfast that a lot of people go wrong at. Again, either they do the oat latte or they will do, Oat milk porridge with loads of honey and loads of fruit. So while that in itself, it's not unhealthy. Porridge is great. Porridge is good. Oat, oat, so oat latte, oat milk, oat, double simple carbs, fruit, simple carbs, honey, sugar. They have a breakfast that is so loaded in sugar that that's all they want for the rest of the day. That's it. That's one of the big things I see. Second thing that I see a lot at breakfast is, oh, I don't like having breakfast. So I'm not going to have breakfast, but I'm just going to grab a pastry and a latte. That is breakfast. You're still eating and that is not a good breakfast. Again, it's just high in simple carbs. In all these things, I told you nobody has protein or healthy fats, which are the two ingredients, two components that you need for productivity, to feel full right? To maintain a healthy body weight for a beautiful skin. You need those healthy fats. We are made, your DNA is made of protein. You need protein. You need protein. And I'll say the third thing I see is people don't eat protein. I had a tomato soup. I have a lot of that. I had a tomato soup for lunch. I'm like, and then what else? But I say, I'm like, are you not hungry? I need some lentils in there. I need a little bit of brown rice in that soup. Do you know what I mean? A little slice of sourdough bread. If you eat bread, dip it in that thing. A drizzle of olive oil. It's not hard to pimp it up, but you have to have the knowledge, you know. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, the breakfast is big, big, big thing where people either have the wrong breakfast or say they don't have breakfast at all, but they're actually having breakfast because breakfast means breaking the fast. Whether you eat at 10 a.m. or at 12 or at 1 p.m., that's your breakfast. You broke the fast. That's your first meal of the day. So if you say, I don't like eating breakfast, so at 10 a.m. I just grab a pastry and have my latte, that's your breakfast. And that is the most powerful meal of the day. People will say yes and no. It is the most powerful meal of the day because it detects what else what you're going to eat for the rest of the day. If your first meal of the day is full of sugar, you will want sugar for the rest of the day and you'll be tired and you'll want to take that nap and you won't be productive and you'll get the bloating and you'll be sluggish. Within two weeks, your skin will go wrong. You'll start putting that weight on and you'll be like, what's happening? What's happening is you're not having enough protein in your meals. You're not having good fats. You need the good fats. Don't be scared of fat. Be scared of sugar, not fats. Healthy fats are good for you. So good. That skin glow, they make you look so young. I'm like, yeah, give it to me. (laughs) 
you know? Yeah. Your first meal, your first meal dictates a lot. So put attention into it, whether it's a 10 or a midday or 7 a.m., just put some love and time into it. Yeah. hundred percent. Everything changed when I started to eat eggs and veg for the, for the first meal or just like change everything to fats. If you're as, especially as a busy mom, if you don't get a lot of time, just like grab something high in calorie, even if it's small. Um, and that found, I found that I could still get a lot of breast milk, <laughs> even if I didn't get a sit down with a whole, you know, all of the, all of the things. Yeah. Something that was good when I was pregnant. I mean, I'm a savory breakfast because it works better for me um, in terms of sugar cravings. Uh, I'm eggs all day, every day. Uh, and if I'm bored of eggs, I'll have a le- loads of lentils and veggie on toast. But eggs is my go-to. But I know that sometimes if I'm shooting, I'm going on set and things like that. Or some days where I was really busy, I'll just make a very good chia pot with a lot of chia seed, flax seed, oats or millet flakes, quinoa flakes, almond milk, unsweetened. And I'll, you know, add a lot of berries. I might even stew the berries a little bit so it's quite sweet and liquidy. Add shitloads of almond butter, some crunchy seeds. Girl, you're good. That's a sweet breakfast, but it's very high in healthy fats because of the seeds, the almond butter. It's so tasty. It'll fill you up. You're good. And that's something you can prep the day before as a new mom. You're busy. You're breastfeeding in the morning. You're like, oh my God, you're just eating that as your baby's on, you know, you bottle feeding or you breastfeeding or whatever. And you just give your, you, you know, you, you have that. How are you sneaking the healthy fats in for your um, baby now? <laughs> Oh God, that's a whole other story. Um, what her morning porridge, she is morning porridge. She has, so at the moment we're doing quinoa flakes, chia seeds and a bit of miller flakes. So I mix it all because she will only have, she's in her phase of, she's 16 months. So she should technically be eating proper solids. But if it's not a cracker or a piece of bread with almond butter or hummus, she's not having it. She's so demanding. So at least she's having the porridge. So porridge is my go-to. She, um, I give her, um, how do you call that? Omega-3, um, fish oil because she has a little bit of eczema. So it quick. I caught it quick. So I went on the fish oil super quick and all the healthy fats. So I mainly do that. I drizzle olive oil. I mean, her dad is, her dad is Italian. So you can only think, you know, you know, has there's all sorts of olive oil. I drizzle olive oil, um, in her dishes. Um, what else do I do? She's not into avocado anymore, which is a bit of a shame, but she was quite into it. Uh, almond butter. She loves it. So she has it quite often as a snack on toast or her little crackers. Um, so I guess, yeah, those, those little things are how I put the healthy fats. Yeah. Um, but it's challenging. I find, I find, I find feeding her quite challenging because she's not a, um, I didn't get lucky on that end. I didn't get a, a baby that eats everything. You know, some kids who just eat everything. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. I wish. No, no, mine is not like that. Maybe one day, maybe one day she'll turn into that. Mine at the moment, she's eating sausages and bone broth and like everything. So she's. I love that. Yes. I got in, I got in early with a bone, like the first foods was like bone broth and eggs cooked in butter. And she just, she loved it. So. Amazing. Oh, so good. 
Yeah, keep going. That's one thing I'll say, keep going, because I remember when she was younger, she ate more things. She tried everything. Um, and then she started teething. And I think she didn't want to eat anymore. And then I moved on to more liquid stuff. And after that, she was like, no, I don't want all these things you used to give me. And it became harder to so stick to it. Stick to it. Don't get me wrong. I get things thrown at me all the time <laughs> now that she can throw. <laughs> like, okay, you don't like that. Thank you. <laughs> Wasted all that good, uh, healthy fats on that. I'm just going to eat that myself. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing so many good, juicy topics here. I, I'm sure that the the ladies at home are going to love these tips. Um, let's go into a little bit of a quick fire round. Just say the first thing that comes to your um, to your head. Okay. What is one thing that you do for yourself every single day that makes you feel consciously alive? Movement. Yeah, movement. Even if it's a quick little stretch, a walk, I move. MGs, we need our, we need our movement. And as a Pilates teacher, are you a Pilates girl or are you a yoga girl? Because I heard you say yoga as a, a way to press pause. I'm a Pilates girl at heart, but... Yoga just is the mindfulness side of it. It just helps me tune into my body completely differently. So I try to practice that often. Uh, but if I were to choose, I'll just do Pilates and hard workouts at the gym. But yoga brings me back into my body, grounds me differently. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy because I'm a yoga teacher, but now I'm going three times Pilates a week. It's going through different, different things. I'm, I'm, I'm crossing over. I'm crossing over. Okay, next question. Uh, you're in downtown London, Soho. There's a big billboard and you get to put a, a message on it for a week. What is your message to the world? It's my motto. Your health is the core of your life. Invest in it every single day with small actions. Oh, I like it. Very good. Very, very good. Um you said you're not a movie girl. Are you a Netflix girl? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Skip. You're a podcast girl. I'm a podcast girl. Um, I am listening a lot to um, Amanda Frances. I love Amanda Frances. She's a manifestation, money coach, business coach. I adore her. Uh, she cracks me up. But yeah, I have quite a few people I listen to, but I, I, I've been listening to her quite a lot recently. Yeah. And you have your own podcast as well. Do you have my own podcast, which I love and adore? Plug, plug, plug. The Feel Good in Body, Mind and Soul podcast. And it's exactly what he it says. It's just me sharing everyday spiritual, physical, everything from nutrition to your mindset, um, tips and stories and experience from myself and also from my guests to inspire you to live your healthiest life, really. Yeah, amazing. I'll put the link in the show notes so people can go and jump on over and check it out. We, we talked a lot about quitting sugar, changing the morning breakfast. Um, a lot of changes can scare people. So if, if, if listeners at home want to start with one change tomorrow, what would that be? Reduce your processed, ultra processed food intake. Reduce it. Just eat as many wholesome, real foods, meals as you can. 
Definitely a great piece of advice. Okay, lucky last. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self, were you dancing by 18? I was uh, started dancing professionally. I think I was already 21. 20. Okay. What is a piece of advice you would go back and tell her? Oh, I would tell her so many things. Bless her. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, God, what would I tell her? I would say... You have no idea how good you are. Believe. It'll be all fine. Mm. You could write that on your billboard too. I could. I could. It actually makes me emotional because I just I just look back and think, wow, you know. Um, and I was fairly confident, but I guess like everybody, you have doubt in yourself. You don't know how things going to work out. And I look back at the journey I've had as someone who was not a trained professional dancer, right? I didn't go to dance school. Uh, even the business I have now, like the things I build, I'm like, wow, like you're good. You're good. Just have faith and it'll all come together. So, yeah. I think that's that manifesting generator, always wanting to be better, do better, strive for more. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Learn, um, humble yourself down, go and learn, learn, I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm always, I always want to learn from those who have paved the way, but also those behind me, whatever that means, because everybody has something to teach me. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Completely, completely. Uh, Lucky Lass, how can someone listening at home, they're really drawn to your message. They're drawn to you. How can they work with you or how can they get more involved with you? Yeah. Um, So big, big news is I'm opening a membership. Uh, in March. Yeah. Drum roll. Drum roll. It's called Thrive. Um, it's going to be a monthly membership with everything from nutrition to Pilates to mindset. Um, I'm still defining the exact content, but that's opening in March. So if you want to know all about it, come and drop me a DM on my Instagram, start following because I'm going to be sharing so much on it. Uh, I am not doing one-on-one at the moment. Uh, I'm fully focusing on that, on launching that. Uh, so that will be the way to work with me. And it's going to be amazing. You're going to have me in your pocket for such a little price. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm very, very excited about it to finally bring all my skills into one place and support people. Yeah. Amazing. And if people want to try Pilates, you're currently in a challenge right now. If they can join. Yeah. So yeah, you can join the challenge. It starts Wednesday, January 10th, or you can come onto my YouTube where I have tons of classes. And from there, I will get you into one of my Pilates programs. I have quite a few as well. So yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Welly, for having sharing your precious time. I know when you have a baby and a business, a partner and life, it gets busy. So thank you for giving up your time and sharing your knowledge and wisdom with the world and making us feel a little bit more consciously alive in nutrition, body, mind and soul. So thanks so much for tuning in. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. So welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I loved chatting with Welly. I loved learning new things. This is why I love the podcasts. I hope that's why you join in and listen to or get inspired, motivated, whatever it is. I hope that you received that today from this conversation. 
And if you'd like to pay it forward, I would love for you to leave a review, a written review on Apple or a star review on Spotify. All of these reviews helps the algorithms to show the show to more people like you that might need this message too. So thank you for tuning in. I can't wait to share more episodes with you this year. So thanks for being part of this Consciously Alive community. And I just hope today you can do one thing that makes you feel consciously alive. See you soon.